As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, No Messing Around Edition. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Jake Seeley here with you. It is Friday, April 29th, the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft in the books. Six more rounds coming our way on Friday and Saturday. We're going to spend most of our time on this episode talking about what did happen in the first round, talk about where players went, A.J. Brown to the Eagles, all the fantasy reactions that come there. In Jake Seeley, how was Thursday night for you? I mean, only seven skill players drafted, plus that A.J. Brown and Marquise Brown trades. That's not such a bad night, was it? Except for the fact that most of it came in the span of 15 minutes. So <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? <laughs> that was basically... All between, all between start, 8 and 20. Yeah, it started right? off nice and slow, and then London popped with the Falcons, <laughs> and I waited because I was doing a guest spot because Meany asked me to come on, and we were like, hey, we'll schedule it for after the big four come off the board. I was like, perfect, because I'll be done. And I just get done writing up about Jamison Williams, and then it was... <laughs> I legitimately is on, I'm on his show, and I just went, oh crap, and then like AJ Brett, oh shit, like 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 oh like it's just like like and I'm trying to write yeah. at the same time. You could if you saw that podcast, you could hear me typing on the athletic in the background because it was Williams dots in the two trades and Burks uh-huh. all within the span of like 15 minutes, yeah. and it was legitimately a scramble fest. And then Funston got my text about five minutes later saying, hey, can you double check all that because I think I went cross-eyed. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, that was absolutely crazy. Uh, we thought it might be, and, you know, it's, it's funny in fantasy football. We always say, oh, this was the craziest year or whatever. And we're usually wrong. It's always crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this is one of the craziest drafts. And I think we're right in saying that, you know, yeah. uh, because of the condensedness of all the skill position players, because of the trades, uh, because of the lack of quarterback interest. Uh, and I just feel like the NFL is really kind of gaining a, a, a saber metric kind of foothold on things. They're prioritizing the right positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and when a quarterback is truly not, you know, good, like they're not trying to convince themselves anymore that they are. And, and I, I kind of think it was a smart draft all, all around so far. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a, a really fun first round, and hopefully that carries on through the weekend. Like I said, though, we're going to talk about what happened on the first round and all the fantasy effects that we expect to come off of it. So let's just let's start with the big one. Uh, this was one Which? that I don't think anyone <laughs> saw. You know, the the big one. There's one big one that stands out here, and that is AJ Brown getting traded to the Eagles. I mean, I don't. You know, there, there's been rumors around him. Of course, there's been rumors around Debo Samuel. It didn't necessarily feel like it was going to happen, and then boom, AJ Brown to the Eagles. He already had an extension in place with them as well. So, Jake, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, what are we thinking about this move? Well, for Jalen Hurts, this is the big winner easily. Uh, actually, I would say for all fantasy people involved, all the people drafted, he's the big winner. I think we could be looking at um, – I was talking with somebody else uh, on the meeting show, and we agreed like, we could be looking at the Lamar Jackson MVP season. And you got to remember, Lamar Jackson wasn't throwing 4,000 yards and 30-plus touchdowns mm-hmm. that year. Like, it wasn't the Cam Newton MVP season, but we were talking about Jalen Hurts running for eight, 900 yards and then having a decent passing season and MVP like real life or MVP he could end up being the number one quarterback in fantasy like that's on the table now I know people like the crap on Jalen Hurts but there aren't that many dissimilarities with between him and Lamar Jackson especially when you're talking about for fantasy purposes will he run for 12 11 1200 no but you add AJ Brown and you add what AJ Brown not only brings for Jalen Hurts but also what will help Devonta Smith on top of it And I think floor is QB5. I think QB3 is a nice play in the middle, but I think there's a world where he finishes number one. So for A.J. Brown, slight downgrade, just because you're Mm -hmm. also talking about volume. Now, the Eagles last year passed even less than the Titans did. Actually, they passed less than anybody else in the league did. (laughs) They're the only other team behind the Seahawks that, or besides the Seahawks that didn't throw 500 times. So... Even if A.J. Brown was commanding the same target share, it would still be a downgrade. But he's got a better number two alongside of him, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, versus anything that was the corpse of Julio Jones or anything else that was over there. So it's a slight downgrade. And I think it's a slight downgrade for Devontae Smith now. But where they were one and two wide receivers, now they're two and three wide receivers. And they're not huge drops, but they they, they both drop a tier. I, again, the big winner here is Hurts before we even talk about what happened with the Titans after this. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I get it with Jalen Hurts, and it's not. I don't think it's hyperbolic because look at. I mean, it's not. A. Brown's going to a situation that's not completely dissimilar than Tennessee. It's going to be still be kind of run heavy, but we've seen Ryan Tannehill playing off of play action stuff be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Can Jalen Hurts do what Ryan Tannehill did with better weapons than Ryan Tannehill had? He did have A.J. Brown, but Corey Davis versus Devonta Smith. Give me Devonta Smith. Give me Dallas Goddard. Uh, you know, and so take what Ryan Tannehill did, but at 800 plus rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suddenly you are talking about a very elite top tier quarterback. So uh, I think that's a, it's a good point. And it's, like I said, not hyperbolic to say it. Yeah, it, it's, it could be a monster season for Jalen Hurts, and he's going to be a very popular player in fantasy circles. Funston, are you on the same page as Jake where we're bumping you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith down from wide receiver one and wide receiver two to wide receiver two and wide receiver three? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I just – yeah in, in the system with Jalen Hurts, I just can't get to the point where I'm wide receiver one on any, any of these guys. Yeah. I, I think A.J. Brown, you know, you could still argue maybe – 15 20 like he can be a, a solid wide receiver too but i yeah. just there's enough guys lined up in that wide receiver one that have a, a, you know, a better path to volume that you just got to go that direction yeah. well even 
even if you give the Eagles 50 more pass attempts from last season, that still only puts them basically where the Titans were. And right. it's not even yeah. mid-pack. It's slightly below mid-pack. So uh-huh. they would need a significant jump. Similar to the conversation we were having about Lamar Jackson last year is you need 100 pass attempts to really – you know, it just comes down to the waterfall. Like, you, even if – like, even if this was the Chiefs and Smith and uh, Brown monopolize and they get 50%. You know, if you just take last year's numbers, you know, that's 250 uh-huh. for that's 125 each. That was just you. And that's if they get 50 percent. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it's simple math there. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And this is uh, the the story of this. Definitely. Uh, we're all in agreement on that is Jalen Hurts. And I guess we get to stick with this trade because this netted the Titans, the 18th overall pick in the draft, which they used on. The guy who I guess we have to assume is the immediate replacement for A.J. Brown, and that's Traylon Burks. Now, Traylon Burks was the fifth receiver taken. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, J- Jameson Williams, or sixth receiver, excuse me, and John Dotson all go in front of him. But Funston, is he, because of the landing spot and the competition or lack thereof, is he in the best spot of any of these guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to go Drake London one, but as far as like situational landing spot, I would say Traylon Burks is number two. Um, and again, they're not going to throw a ton, but there's not a ton of options to throw to. And you can move Traylon Burks all over the place. And it's good for Robert Woods as well. I mean, Traylon Burks still has to go out and prove that he is going to be the receiver that the Titans think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you miss on that. Um but if he is close, then it's it's a really good situation. And again, it's doing a lot of the same things that AJ Brown did. Maybe not quite as high of a ceiling, you know. He's not quite the freak that AJ Brown was. But you know, he maybe he's more durable. He's out there more often, and you know, maybe he can do a lot of the stuff similar. Um, you know, I think you're you're talking. I think Jake said it as a wide receiver three, but you can imagine wide receiver two upside if if everything uh, hits like, uh, you know, the Titans are hoping it will. And I think that would also include Robert Woods is just not Robert Woods. I know there's some talk whether he'll be 100% for week one, uh, that that could obviously play a factor. But I almost think you would need that uh, because Robert Woods is still, let's not deny what Robert Woods is. And I'm not saying you guys are. I'm just saying you forget, I should say, is a better Mm -hmm. word for everybody out there. Because if you say Woods and Burks, you know, that's it's not A.J. Brown and Julio because well and what Julio was not the old Julio saying last year's Julio so right right. it's you get a lesser AJ Brown but a better Julio so they're close they'll probably be neck and neck but you'll probably get Burks a little bit more variance a little bit more touchdowns Mm -hmm. Woods will be the reliant one Uh, but probably both wide receiver threes just because again we know what this team is and it's Derrick Henry first and you know Tannehill has to be remarkably efficient which he has been but especially in the Mm -hmm. touchdown department on the real NFL side titans what the hell stop being cheap I, I, <laughs> you are contenders you're contenders yeah. and you played yeah. the cheap game with this he said he would have stayed for 22 a year whether or not you believe him but the tr- the truth is they offered him 16 which could have maxed at 20 if he hit all of incentives like like well, the nfl so i here's here's my take on that first of all he's a power forward receiver and they tend to not age as well and he came into the league he's with 24 bulk- right no, I, gonna, I know yeah, he's going to be 25 in June. <laughs> he came into the league with bulky knees. It hasn't cost him significant time, but it's cost him a little bit of time. It has, yep. Internally, they could be saying, you know what? We don't trust another four to five years at uh-huh. $22 million a year. Well, here's the knees. good thing, Brandon. 
You don't have to worry about that because you're not contenders in four to five years. That's, that's, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> aren't they only worried about the next two years? I that, mean, they were the and best. And that's my point. The best, yeah. I don't disagree with you at all, Funston, on that aspect. I don't. And like, and you know, they're saving money. Like, like here's the thing: is Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, like Beller just said, your window is the next two years. Your team is built to win now. If this was the Falcons. Absolutely. Like if the the Falcons have really didn't get suspended and they went out and said, you know what, he's due for a contract next year. We're not resigning this team's blow up mode. We'll go make that trade. No problem. Okay. But, well, how much do you think the factor on the hit rate of first round receivers of late has been really good? And you got guys like Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, even Amon Ross. I mean, like there's uh-huh. been like a pretty good history now in the last you know, five years of receivers that you think are good and you draft high in the draft actually coming into the league and hitting right away. Devontae Smith. Yeah. I mean, well, and so, so you're, if, you're basically saying they're turning into quarterbacks. Now everybody's devaluing it or running backs, not quarterbacks, running backs. Yes. They're getting, they're, they're well, devalued. but they're not they're draft not capital, devalu- but co- they're contract. devaluing mm-hmm. paying the second contract <laughs> yes. for these guys yeah. thinking yeah. they can just replace them. Yes. So yeah, it's the running. It's the new world order where uh, where running backs that are you know you get rid of your running back after the first contract. Did you just break out an NWO reference? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was that was <laughs> that was exactly exactly what that was, right? Um, it's it's I, I mean I, I I don't get it from the Titans standpoint. I, I truly don't. Just because like like look we're saying here. I mean come on come on Titans. I mean they had the, but when Derrick Henry got hurt, they were the number one seed in the in the AFC. And if if Henry doesn't get hurt, and we're, we're talking about like a, a full go Derrick Henry in the playoffs last year, which we just know was not the case, even though he was out there, who knows how the AFC plays out? Uh, yeah, but are you, it, re- that, you really concerned that, about it, the Colts with Matt Ryan? And there's like, <laughs> no, but like, Houston's not a factor. Jacksonville's mm-hmm. not a factor as much as we expect mm-hmm. Jacksonville to be better. But like that division <clears throat> is theirs. I'm just saying, like, you're not yeah. wrong, Funston, but at the same time, like, from the real NFL side, is like, you want a championship? Because we're going to be watching two years from now. They're probably going to be. Is this like, is this almost like an admission by them that, like, AFC South, like, 11 and 6, AFC South champs lose in the wild card round? Is their ceiling as currently constructed? <laughs> Are you thinking, like, a five years ago Bulls fan is like, let's just face the fact, <laughs> let's stop skirting into the playoffs and realize that. In about a year or two, yeah. We just like need is to that, is, is this sort of a tacit admission by them that they, <laughs> if they draft the quarterback hearts, in round know. two, then yes. <laughs> if they take Willis Ritter, Howell, or Cor- Corral, then yeah. Well, you you saw Vrabel's. I don't know if you saw his, you know, explanation, but he didn't seem like a guy that was at peace with all of this. Uh-huh. So it was. It seemed like he was a little bit frazzled, you know, tr- know. Is, coming is, up with the right words. Is Vrabel words ever at peace, though? So, like, that that's a tough barometer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know. Yeah, who, who the hell knows? It was a strange, uh, a, just a, really the exclamation point that came right in the middle of that frenzied activity uh, that you were talking about. And time out, time out, sorry. But yeah. let's not forget... The trade value is the same as Marquise Brown. Like that's I well, think that's, that's exactly where I'm going. That's that happened, the those happen back to back. That those happen back to back, right? Yeah. Like, if those happen within else, minutes of each other. How did you get the same package that Marquise freaking Brown got? I don't know, but they didn't. So what do we think of that move? What do we think of that move on all sides? I mean, Marquise Brown goes to the Cardinals. It can't be bad from a pure fantasy perspective. It can't be bad news uh, for it's not him. Good news. <laughs> Can you? Okay, here's the. I've been kind of thinking. It's bad about news this. for Lamar. Is it bad news for anyone else? It's it's bad news. News it could Lamar. be ma- bad news for Marquise Brown. Like, here's yeah. the deal with Arizona. Like, Cliff Kingsbury comes in with his reputation of throwing the ball like crazy. And if you look at the Cardinals wide receiver receptions in all four of his years, they're like 
top eight in three of those four years. But they've had one wide receiver that has finished as a wide receiver two or better, and that was DeAndre Hopkins' first year there when he was wide receiver five. Last year he would have been again, but he got hurt. But the second receiver there has never been a wide receiver three. He's this, they've never been a wide receiver. Last uh-huh. year, Christian Kirk was wide receiver 28. I kind of blend the Hopkins Kirk as one because Kirk kind of had to take over as the number one after Hopkins went down. But Christian Kirk was wide receiver 28 last year and he got paid $20 million. But I'm just saying, whether it's been AJ Green or Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald, there's just never been a quality number two wide receiver in that offense. But and isn't so- Marquise Brown better than those guys? No. Like how much of that is because of Kirk's offense and how much of is that is he than Christian Kirk? Not. You don't think I, he is? I, maybe a, a slightly, no. but is that going to be is that difference going to show out difference, on the field? I don't know if it's set. going to. Yeah. I just think it comes down to so what I'll say and this is actually what I, I said to Meanie, is I would still take Marquise Brown over Rondell Moore. But is there yeah, a world so and would you be shocked if Marquise Brown fell to four and was just his inconsistent 20, two, three, 25, uh-huh. and Ronald Moore fits the 2021, not 22, or 20, wait, last 2020. one. 2020, not 2021, uh-huh. <laughs> Gabriel Davis, and ends up being a wide receiver three just from the, the, the fit. And, you know, because we saw how much Kyler Murray was impacted by the loss to Hopkins. Marquise right. Brown brings that downfield threat, but, you know, Kyler Murray's accurate, but not the biggest arm. And I think Hopkins is going to take away some of what Marquise Brown brings to the team. So I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying Marquise Brown doesn't finish in front of Rondell Moore, but I think there's a chance that it happens. And that's why I could see it being a slight downgrade. I think this obviously helps Kyler Murray get back to Kyler Murray was. Sure. Let's mm-hmm. also remember he was the QB one at times and has been actually two, twice the past two years at times. He's been the QB one for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So I think that helps him. And I don't know. I don't really think it's a downgrade to Lamar Jackson because I think we were all waiting and hoping that Bateman would be a thing already. And uh-huh. I think Bateman fits a little bit better for what they need. But I also am expecting as of right now that they will add a wide receiver. Like, hell, I have to assume that. I mean, have, they, they might have done that before, even if they didn't get rid of Marquise Brown. I will say Jarvis Landry is still sitting out there. Yeah. Would look awfully nice in that uh, in that uniform. Rashad Bateman, though. What do we – I mean – how high is how but high is high, too high for the high end? Right now. Still, still just yeah. a wide receiver three. This is it's just the Lamar Jackson wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yes, yeah. High wide, end, high wide receiver high three end. as in wide receiver like thirty five, like or wide receiver three as in wide no. receiver twenty eight. High end, like Funston just said. I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say, and if he finished it, yeah, if he finishes like twenty two, wouldn't shock me. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's, I mean, that's exciting. 
that's exciting for Rashad Bateman and then yeah. new another new uh, guy in the wide receiver pool that we can be looking at. And frankly, we've got a lot of those guys. Let's talk about all those rookies who ended up uh, going in the first round. The six that we expected, I'm a little surprised we didn't maybe get another one. I'm sure we're going to see uh, George Pickens and Sky Moore and Christian Watson be among the very first guys selected uh, in the, when the second round kicks off. But the six we expected to go in the first round, they all went. Drake London to the Falcons, Garrett Wilson to the Jets, Chris Olave to the Saints, Jamison Williams to the Lions, Jahan Dotson to the Commanders, and as we talked about, Traylon Burks to the Titans. So let's just talk about these guys. Jake, not including Burks since we already talked about him. <laughs> and you know what? Not including London because I feel like that's the the layup here. So Wilson, Olave, Williams, and Dotson, which one of those guys are you most excited about based uh, on just this first rookie year? It's Wilson. I think going forward, uh, I would want Williams over Wilson, but we all know could be four games, could be six games. And I'll even say I would take, you know, I asked meaning this question. You guys can answer it too. I'm curious. And we both agreed. If uh, even if we knew today, Jared Goff is the quarterback in 2023. As he's still like the Lions just say, we're fine with Jared Goff. We can win with Jared Goff. I'd still take Williams as the second wide receiver of this draft over a lot of age because he's that good. And Jared Goff, whether or not under McVay, well, it was we've talked about before that the NFL teams made adjustments to stop letting the cl- like stop showing their formation before the headset clicked off because Jared Goff wasn't adjusting as well as McVay was telling him to. He still made Woods and Cup have 80 to 90 receptions all three years, 900 to 1100 plus yards all three yeah. years. He still knows how to throw the football. <laughs> He's still an NFL quarterback. So I would still take Williams, but for just this year. I am taking Wilson. Uh, Alave could be intriguing if Michael Thomas is toast. We haven't seen him in over a year. Now it's going to mm-hmm. be almost two years by the time the NFL season rolls around. So I don't think he is, but I think Alave is intriguing. But Wilson was the argument for the best wide receiver. I thought he was the second best behind London, but he's the most complete. Him and Elijah Moore are great. Zach Wilson should be taking a step forward. And now Corey, mm-hmm. that's the downside. Corey, Corey Davis. Yeah, the hope for a Corey Davis bounce back season is completely <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really like Alave's landing spot. Even if Michael Thomas is there, they seem to complement each other really well. I was surprised the Saints didn't go with Jamison Williams. To me, I would take him over Alave 100 times out of 100. But it speaks to me. There's something about the Ohio State that they love in New Orleans. Well, and I think that Alave is just a much better version of Ted Ginn. He's going to allow Jameis Winston to, to, you know, to – throw that deep ball that he is proficient at and it play if michael thomas is there that plays off of it nicely i'm laughing because i know what you mean but i think everybody out there when you said ted ginn just threw up in their mouths (laughs) i know i know i said a much better version but um, much 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 better yeah much 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 better i mean but but he'll take the top off of defense for sure but james williams could as well and i think the the deal was everything that I keep hearing is the Saints really believe they are contenders this year. And if they really believe that, then they're taking a lave because they don't have to wait a month or a half, month and a half on yeah. Jameson Williams. Lions are going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like I mean, Jameson Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. Like, is this suddenly like a, a fun? This is the most fun Lions team we've had since like since I mean, Calvin Johnson's been year. gone. They were fun. I, I was I was getting excited about drafting Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm a little less. Are you so. not anymore? I, I mean, I'm I'm a little less so. Yeah, there's just another mouth to feed, and a pretty good one. Although it's gonna again, it, it could take a little while before that. Uh, oh yeah, you draft Amon Ross St. Brown and flip him before Williams comes back. Oh, of course, yeah. if everybody there's different levels of I mean, people. Amon Ross St. Brown's still gonna be the best receiver on their team. This he's gonna be the most productive receiver. Not once Williams is back. 
I'd you don't put, think so? Uh, I put money as soon as I'd say if you gave me two weeks after Williams hits the field, so not those first. Like I want him to get you know into the role of it. So let's say let's say he misses the first four weeks, week seven to the end of the season, I would take the bet Williams produces more. All right, well we'll circle back to that when we get a little yeah, closer we will. to the draft season. And uh, so what I was gonna say real quick, there's different levels of people that are listening to us. The ones that are playing in less experienced leagues, that's the Amon Ryan St. Brown draft and then sell before Williams comes back. And don't wait till the one week before Williams comes back. You know, sell them a week or two before that. But that's where you can max your value off that. Because, Beller, even if St. Brown does outproduce Williams, it won't be the target volume that he's going to see once Williams is back. Yeah. Sell them after. Are yeah. any of these guys in either of Go your, ahead. Are any of these guys in either of your guys' minds uh, better than wide receiver threes this season? On St. Brown and Williams or all the people that No, no, no. The, the rookies. The rookies. Yeah, I would say London. London definitively, in my opinion. The rest, I'd say Wilson, three. Alave, three. Williams, four for the season. But I'd say could push two once on the field. He's that good. Um, Dotson, three or four. It really depends mm-hmm. on Curtis Samuel. Burks, three. Burks high on three, as we talked about, though. But, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I still like London the best. Am I uh, all the way up to a wide receiver two on him? I just I have issues with Marcus Mariota. He was never a wide sure. receiver friendly quarterback. His tight end was always kind of like the guy for him. Um, and I just oh, wait. But yeah, well, Atlanta could be in a, in the quarterback you, market in round remember, two. So, you know, they do you remember where Shard Matthews finished. Yes, I do. And that, wide receiver that was receiver 18 that year with Delaney Walker. It was like a nine touchdown season, and, and, and that could be London. London could get nine touchdowns as a rookie. So, I yeah. mean, it's I'm, that's what I'm asking about. I'm open to that. Mario, Mario knows how to play football. I, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying that he's not the greatest passer and not necessarily. But London might actually be the best fit for him, you know. So, but yes, Rashard mm-hmm. Matthews in 16 games, it was 65. Uh, receptions, 65 receptions, uh-huh. 945 yards, and nine touchdowns. That's a reasonable expectation. That's yeah. a reasonable – yeah, Drake London could yeah. do that this year. I think that's possible. Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely possible. Sandwich between Golden Tate and Tyrell Williams. <laughs> oh, man. Those heady days of yore. You and know? you want to – hey, you want the most random of randomans that was 21 in front of Tyreek Hill that year. Terrell Pryor, everybody. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my Ohio State. That's it. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. I, I fell for Terrell Pryor hook line and sinker the uh, next few, year. I think a few of us did. Uh, <laughs> I was so so in on Terrell Pryor, and uh, yeah, that didn't that didn't exactly work out. Uh, how hilarious is uh, the Kenny Pickett Mitch Trubisky QB battle going to be? Uh, hilarious for anybody thinking it's going to make a difference. I'm 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 I just I can't wait for that. I can't. I don't get how they didn't take Malik Willis. You you have a bridge quarterback or even Ritter. Well, uh-huh. I just think that Trubisky is a classic bridge, and so if you have a bridge, you might as well get the guy with the highest upside that can be developed uh-huh. for a year or two. And yes, yes. it's the story. It's, it's, sure, but I was saying Ritter was kind from... of the in between one. Like you know, Emery tweeted this out this morning, and Emery's one hundred percent right. It's like everybody keeps saying, "Well, Pickett's the floor." Uh, no, Pickett just eclipsed his entire previous seasons and touchdowns in one season combined, mind you, all of those years combined. Fifth year breakout. The floor, look at Ritter's years. Look at his career. Look at his play. Ritter was the floor. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's saying pick us the f- No. So I, I agree with you, Fonson. Like, I still think it should be Willis, like you How said. How are you taking a floor quarterback in the first round anyway? On top of it. What's Thank the, you. Like, what's, the, just... what's the point of that? Uh, well, I mean, contenders. I guess if anybody think... knows Pickett, 
Come I mean, on. he literally he literally <laughs> shares the same practice field. Like they've seen a lot of him, so yeah. there is something to that. Like, sure. God, they know him more than anybody else does for sure. Well, that's definitely I honestly true. can't get over the fact that he has the same size hands as me, and I've gripped an NFL football. <laughs> and I know he's bigger, and he might be stronger, and all well, that. He played but, in Pittsburgh man. for five years. It's not like he doesn't play in cold weather. I know, but I think yeah. the hand size thing is a deal. Against ACC defenses. No, the I'm not The biggest hand size in the league <laughs> at quarterback is Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. I mean, that that's a pretty good selling point for having big hands. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I just never could get over that. So but to go back like, to your, your question, I, it's it's net neutral. Like Pickett versus Trubisky. It doesn't matter who the quarterback no, is for Deontay and no. Najee. And blah, the blah, only blah. thing I that mean, might change, and so there's two parts here, is I tweeted this out this morning is day two, so rounds two and three, wide receiver draft positions that could kind of have like a ripple effect, change some things, you know, like your Bears, Beller, stuff like that. One of them I listed was Pittsburgh because we've heard rumors that they're not sold on Claypool being the number two. So I'm bringing this in to Isn't say... is Claypool announcing a draft pick for them? I know. Well, let's remember. <laughs> do you remember Darius Slate was out there announcing Kadarius Tony's pick last year? Like that was... Uh, <laughs> Barons, Andy Barons was the one that said, would it be great if Claypool's on the stage announcing the pick for a better wide receiver? <laughs> so uh, the thing about I'm saying that is that that's the one thing is that Trubisky and Pickett might not have the same tendency of who they like the most. You know, we all sure. sit here and say it should be Deontay. But what uh -huh. if... You know, what if them connect differently? What if Pickett connects yeah. with the rookie? Like, you know, that, that's still out there. Well, this is a lose-lose situation for him, right? Because if, <laughs> if Pickett wins this job, they're overpaying Mitch Trubisky. Uh -huh. If Trubisky wins this job, they overrated just, Kenny Pickett because like, he's supposed to be the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft. I mean, even he's if, not like, ready. That pick just ma it makes – like, even if you are – there's, there's, I, I don't see how you defend this pick at all. He's a floor quarterback. Who, why would you take a floor quarterback in the first round? Oh, because you think you're contending. Well, if you think you're contending, like, is he that much better than Trubisky? Why wouldn't you go get someone who can help you? Like, only one of these guys can play. Yeah. It's a Crazy. confounding pick. I don't get it at Unless all. Unless you're the Saints, you can move one on the tight end. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Maybe you know, Mitch is an athlete. I actually saw that. Taysom Hill is officially listed as a tight end now. Like, they completely they took him off the QB death chart. <laughs> As, I mean, was he ever really on it? Let's be honest. No, let's be honest. Was yeah. he ever? He's really the emergency quarterback now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some guys who uh, are still yet to come. The guys who are going to be drafted. I think we can pretty Malik much safely say they'll be at some point point today. Yeah, let's get right into it, Jake. Malik Willis. Uh, what are we looking for? Where do we where do we want him to go? Where? What realistic landing spot makes him twenty twenty two relevant? Oh, I see. No, you asked. You asked two different questions there. The first question is, okay. where do you want him to go? Giants, please, Giants. I went to bed <laughs> praying. Giants, 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 Giants. How much of that is your Giants fandom, and how much of that is just agnostic? This will be a good spot for him. Uh, so it's one hundred percent Giants fandom, and one hundred percent that like I think it's a great landing spot for two thousand twenty-three. You want to talk about a bridge quarterback? Daniel Jones is now a bridge quarterback. <laughs> just yeah, let's, quite let's talk, literally, right? Let's talk two thousand two thousand twenty-three. Realistically, we uh, we said it. From day one, we've said it till now. The the answer is still Funston Seahawks because he goes there, can beat out Drew Locke, and yes, there's a chance that he doesn't. There's a chance I've even said this that he Patrick Mahomes it. He doesn't play until the end of the season, and that's good for his development and for the future. But you want to talk about a potential landing spot right now because nobody's drafting him around two or three. 100% he's day one starter. This is now a lot of teams, like even the Titans are rumored, maybe the Falcons, and he has to beat out Mariota. But if you want to talk about beating out 
options. You know, yes, he can beat out Mariota. Yes, he could. No, if you beat out and should Drew Locke, you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That is the best spot. No question. It's not even close. Yeah, and they can run, you know, a Baltimore or Philadelphia style offense where you're running RPOs and you're running play action or, you know, Tennessee, where you're not making Malik Willis, you know, play in a rhythm passing game, but you're more taking your shots with him, you know, and and limiting his overall exposure in the passing game. And I think they could manage that pretty well with those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess as a Seattle fan, I'm I'm for it. I mean, let's go for upside. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna replace Russell Wilson, you might as well dream big. I mean, even if you guys got Ritter, it's it's the best spot right now. It's yeah. the best spot. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 almost easy to forget just because you know, we've associated the Seahawks with Russell Wilson for a decade now. So it's almost easy to for, like Russell Wilson's gone. We immediately write them off. They had the ugly year last year. And so it's almost like sort of easy to forget that a quarterback who's starting there is falling into a pretty good position that they just need to be capable of taking advantage of. Oh yeah. I was so, actually updating right the depth charts this morning for my projections for once this is all over. And I'm like, this is, this is a nuts. Like the quarterbacks, let alone the wide receivers. I mean, people are going to, people who tune out of the NFL are going to come around in July and be like, what? Like, where are these wide receivers? What the hell happened? Right. Where are these guys? Uh, Well, how about the wide receivers who are still left? George Pickens, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, Alec Pierce, Funston. Which one of these guys? You you can do whatever you want to do with it. But which one of these guys are you like, I really want to see where this guy goes because the right situation could make him fun for fantasy right away. Yeah, I mean, Jake likes him too. Pickens is our is our guy. I mean, he's had off the field stuff that's dragging him down, plus the injury where he hadn't, you know, really had a full season last year. Mm-hmm. But the comp is like AJ Green at his best. Like the the you know, if if you want to dream big, AJ Green is what he looks like. He's built like him, uh, has the potential to be in that ilk. Uh, I've seen him comp to the Bears. I was talking to you about this before. Yeah. Like that that doesn't immediately excite me because you know I why think the hell not. Jeff- because Fields is still a work in progress, and I don't think you maximize your potential for Pickens in that spot. Obviously, and Green, Bay, Green, Bay, Green Bay has, what, a couple picks this round? I mean, man, if you were to make not it to 53. Bay, yeah, he's not making it to 53. I was just – I said that last <laughs> night, Funston. Their pick is 53. You could see Watson, Pickens, Mechie, well, Moore all Moore. off the board. And now Pierce. they're, like, looking at and, David and, and, Bell. <laughs> Alec Pierce is a guy that I was mentioning as I like him big target runs fast. He's athletic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Showed well. Multi-sport showed star. Yeah. So Alec Pierce could be a sleeper if he landed in Green Bay for sure. I think the fit for Green Bay, I, I think Mechie and Moore make the most sense. You want somebody, they kept Alan Zard. You want somebody who gets open quick. Like that's what, that's what mm-hmm. you want. That's why I would actually. Is, Mech, is, is Moore making it to 53? No, but you, you, for asking your question, you said, like, who would you like to see for fit? Yeah. I think that's a little bit better than Pickens, although I do think Pickens is the best talent clearly mm-hmm. left on the sure, board at wide sure. receiver. But, sure. you know, maybe for fit and opportunity. Uh, the one other one I was going to say uh, for looking at wide receivers now is we're still waiting on Cleveland. I mean, they, they got to do something alongside Amari Cooper. It's not going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. So do they get into this mix? Uh, as a complete sidebar, and we'll have to be talking about this one next week, I thought I saw Lance Zerline. He did his tiers by rounds. He had Justin Ross as a priority free agent, and that that raised my eyebrows, and that has to only be because of injury. I I hope this kid gets back to 100%, because if you want, again, talent, the top two wide receivers talent on the board are Pickens and Ross. Uh-huh. Ross, if he's just like, I, I feel bad for him if he's nothing what he once was. Testament again, 
do not crap on these kids when they want to come out of college and do not crap on people when they want to go get a big contract because the next day (laughs) you could be done. Yes. And we would all be doing the exact same thing. Every single one of us. I was just quickly looking what Dane, our guy, Dane Brugler had uh, mocked for the second round for the Packers. And one of the picks was Christian Watson. So that, that could be intriguing. Yeah. I think, I mean, they got to come out of there. Oh, yeah. Just what they need is somebody else who doesn't know how to get out of his break. Maybe, yeah, maybe they. Well, like, I think we have, all agree that that's, that's the landing spot for the wide receiver where we're going to get the most excited. Well, f- yeah. Well, but would you get? I mean, if you like, would you really be more excited about Christian Watson in Green Bay than George Pickens in Chicago? No. Yes. Yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, would. I, I talent I, has to matter. Yeah, at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trust Aaron Rodgers to deliver the ball to Christian Watson more than I'm going to trust Justin Fields. Uh, I think the Packers are like sold in their own Alan Lazard and uh, Sammy Watkins life over there. Oh my God! What? I By the way, I am suck. just so tired of listening to the oh Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers are you know upset because the teams aren't taking care of their wide receiver needs. I just I just got done watching draft day again. Kevin Costner telling. Uh, what was it, Brian? Whatever the the incumbent quarterback Hartline. was there is no, not Brian Hartline. It's like <laughs> Cleveland. I've never seen the movie, so I don't. Oh, I've never seen him, it either. Tell him to do his job, and he would do his job, and they, they don't worry about it. It's like you're getting paid. Do your job. Don't <laughs> creating this narrative that we have to feel sorry for Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. Give me I will never ever in my life feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, after after this, it, look. It was the right move because the big six were gone. But, I mean, at this point, I think we all understand why Rodgers is a ticked-off person every year. That's a, but that's another <laughs> team that's like the window is now. Like, why don't – like, they didn't – Well, they and you could have traded up. They couldn't have swung he, a trade? They couldn't have traded yeah. 22 and 53 and moved and up? The, the Saints did it. They, you you could have <laughs> done what the Saints did. And on top of that, let's just talk about their picks. The second pick, great pick. First one, I don't think there's one person out there who wasn't saying Dean was the better linebacker from that team. So you got that on top of it. I just wish I wish the I wish the NFC North can make them pay this year, but I just I, I don't know if it can. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. Look, look, Aaron Rodgers got his fifty million dollars. That's really all he cared about. He's spent his whole career making stars out of third, fourth, fifth round receivers, and you know, for him to expect anything different, you know, I don't know why we think that. Go do it again, Aaron. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. Where do we want to see them go? Let's hear it quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. What do you got, Jake? Houston, Bre- Buffalo. Yep, Brees, Brees Hall for Houston. I just want a bell cow opportunity. Walker. No, I, I, I'm going to go back to my earlier pick. I, I, I want him to go to Arizona. I want him to. I know it's kind of more of a similarity to James Conner, but I want somewhere where he can potentially take over at there. I don't want him to split from day one. I'd rather. De- and this is selfish, like for everybody to understand. It's not the ideal landing spot from day one. I want him to land somewhere so I can get a discount on him and then take him once the person in front of him goes down. So Atlanta, James Atlanta at 58. What's wrong with that's that? A good, oh, I like Atlanta. That's a good. Yeah. One. Yeah. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. I changed my pick. Good call, Funston. Arizona, Atlanta, Houston, Buffalo. Is anyone else I don't want Buffalo. In these guys? I don't but I'm just saying, is anyone even interested? Oh. Like, yeah. Is there going to be a. Spiller, there's been a lot of talk about this. The Giants could be looking at Spiller in round three. The, Gi- the rumor there. I'm, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about these guys, Holland Walker. Oh, just these two? Just only these two? Uh, I think that's really kind of about it. Right? It feels like it has to be one of the one of those four teams for both of these guys. There's just I nowhere mean, left to go right now. Yeah. Tampa? Yeah. Tampa at the end of the round? Maybe. I don't think they've been rumored though. Yeah. No, I haven't seen I haven't seen it, so I, I find it I, I wouldn't 
I mean, it's possible, of course, running backs. I wouldn't think that these guys. I mean, even Melvin Gordon went back to the end of the round. Yeah. You know. So KC has two picks. KC could be a you know team. KC whiffing on a running back would be kind of hilarious again. <laughs> Although I don't think they whiff if they take those two. I guess that's true. The whiff it, it looks so bad with Jonathan Taylor doing what he's doing in Indy. <laughs> I'll, I'll always uh, hold a grudge. For Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor on the Chiefs. Oh, on J- I will always hold a grudge on JT's behalf. Proud badger that I am. <laughs> so obviously the best running back. And he fell victim. Oh, Wisconsin running backs. It's all the <laughs> offensive line. Such a stupid thing if you ever watch Jonathan Taylor play football. But that's done. That's it. That's done. That's behind us. So is this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the draft. you got six more rounds coming your way. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, let's all laugh at Funston when George Pickens on the Bears is so much better than Christian Watson on the Packers in 2022. Get excited for it because it's going to happen, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. For Jake, for Funston, I'm Michael Beller. Have a great weekend. We'll be talking to you next week. 